Hi everyone, my name is Josiah Laubenstein and this is the Commonweal Theatre Podcast. Joining me today are John and Tanner, two members of our apprentice company this year. They're in both of the summer shows and we thought it would be nice to just check in and see how things are going. We talk about what it's like to be in several shows at once, the difference between leading ladies and the mystery of Edwin Drood, how they feel they've grown while they've been here so far, and we hear about one truly, truly amazing spreadsheet. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. That's how you normally talk. Oh, no. I don't know how I normally talk. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a normal way of talking. I just... We're getting into some existential crises yeah. for you. The, the moment I, I start... Actually, Sam, is that my real voice? <laughs> is that my that real voice? That is a real voice. Do I, do I naturally have just a character voice? Or do I have an actual John voice? I don't know. What is John? <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> Who even am I? <laughs> well, wonderful. Welcome, everyone, to the Commonwealth Theatre Podcast. My name is Josiah, and joining me today are two of our 2022-2023 apprentices, yeah. Tanner Sobel and John Nickel. Welcome to you both. Hello. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for taking time out of your, like, really busy Monday to come and... Uh... Yeah, it's a busy day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm already <laughs> sleepy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, that's good. Uh, thank you for staying awake for this. I really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, it's kind of like, I was trying to do the math, like four-ish months into your apprenticeship, and you have like, so not quite halfway. Yeah. Not quite yes. halfway, but we're getting pretty close. Yeah. 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 I hadn't thought about that. We're like a third of the way through. That's yeah. really weird. Isn't that kind of crazy? <laughs> sure. how, how has it been? Like... You know, just a general sort of impression of, like, your first third. <laughs> uh, my first third, I think uh, the main experience that I have taken from it so far is that I, I really enjoy uh, the uh, professionalism that I have seen from kind of, uh, like, a smaller populated town. Mm-hmm. Um I, I wasn't sure what to expect at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but, how much did you know coming into this? Um, I Just what I knew was based off of uh, my theater professor's uh, experience in, in telling me, because she okay. knew uh, Philip. Um, oh, okay. And uh, he, was, he was my contact in, uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't really... Get to, I, I guess I didn't really need to know much about it. As long as like people enjoyed their time, I was like, then I will enjoy my time probably. <laughs> so I, I trust that. And uh, so far they they were right. I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah, that's pretty much the the word that I would use to sum it up best. Is it's been a fun time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there's been ups downs as there is in life all the time, but largely. Like I said, I'm surprised it's a third of the way through. Um, you know, we've been here for like four months, and that's crazy to me. Um, yeah, clips along. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like just yesterday we were starting rehearsals for some of the stuff going on now, and it's yeah. like, where did all that time go? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, most of my, to sort of, 
compliment the stuff that Tanner was saying. Uh, most of my connection here was just my audition that I had um, at the Twin Cities Unified Theater Auditions, uh, which I think now goes by a different name. I'm not sure. But um, I hadn't really heard of the Commonweal before that and then uh, got off with the gig and then the plague went down and uh, oh, yeah. that got delayed and uh, <laughs> but now here we are 2022 living the dream yeah living the dream Greensboro <laughs> dream Greensboro <laughs> go boroughs so, <laughs> you guys are just done with your first well I guess that tonight is your final full first weekend of doing the the summer rep uh, mm, yeah. how's, it, how's it going how's it treating you what are you feeling so far is it kind of like super draining or are you like, no, I can handle this or? I think I can handle it. Yeah. Uh, it's been, uh, the, the rep itself and like the shows and everything going on is pretty, uh, it's fun. It's a new experience for me. I've never done two shows at the same time, performed two shows at the same time. Okay. Um, I've been performing one and rehearsing another, but then that first one closes before the next one opens. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but... So it's, it's a new experience for me, but after this first weekend, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, but it's been busy. <laughs> it's, it's been busy. Yeah. Um, the, the things that happen outside of just the performance dates uh, are, it's like, if you have free time, it's probably going to be used somehow, <laughs> um, which, you know, is productive. And, and so that's nice. But it. In terms of just the rep as is, it feels very manageable. Um, in my summer stock experience, I've done four shows at once, um, mm. repping over the summer. And, uh, I mean, that's crazy, but it feels... <laughs> I, I think it's pretty relative, like, because this also feels crazy. <laughs> it's like, um, it really depends on the environment that you're in and what's expected of you. Um, so it the running two shows at once like has a similar like um uh, i guess kind of stress to it but sure. it's it's nothing that can't be uh worked through and handled <laughs> and, and thrived upon <laughs> where uh where did you do summer stock yeah uh i did uh in the repertory um summer stock i was in brownville village theater okay what's um, that uh, that is in Brownville, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, Ooh, right Nebraska. next to Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we would uh, we would just have to cross a bridge, and then we were immediately in Missouri. Um, but it, it's it, that was exceptionally uh, a small place, as noted by the village part. Sure, it's, sure, sure. Its population is ooh, I don't want to get it wrong, but at least at most. <laughs> it's less than 20. Oh, wow. Um, uh, because most people just live in the auxiliary areas. Sure. Um, uh, kind of similar to Lanesboro in that way. Sure. But Lanesboro just itself is quite a bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's wacky. But <laughs> um, uh, thinking of uh, like that experience compared to this one, it's like there are a lot of similarities. And, but this is on a larger scale. I yeah. Think. Yeah, uh, what shows did you do out there? Oh gosh, I did. A, I did. So I did two years uh, at that summer stock, and I 
Uh, Did you were you in four shows each year? Yes, um, good experience. Yes, absolutely. I I stressed before going into that summer stock that I wanted to, like really, be gung ho about the performances, <laughs> uh, and so most people do three. Um, okay. But uh, it was me and one other. Um, uh, I don't know what you call it, like worker. One other actor was doing uh, <laughs> actor is a good, is a good, good term. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, one other actor was also doing um, uh, four shows, okay. and it, it was certainly very stressful. Um, there was, I, I believe, there's like one day each year where we do three shows in a day, oh, okay. um, but it was, yeah, that <laughs> that is tiring. Yeah, um, that's a lot. I, I mean, I think the two show days here are pretty. Mm. Pretty full days in terms of like, you're like, well, what else can I do during these days? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. I'm busy. <laughs> you are wearing, you're representing, you're wearing your Brownville oh, yes. t-shirt. That's I true. appreciate it. For those of you who can't see, Tanner's. Uh, I have a bunch of Brownville merch. <laughs> um, and it's just part of my wardrobe. I don't know. It was, it was a large part of my life. And uh, they're, they're a, certainly a great company. And as is this one. Um, so I'm just proud to have both of these experiences be part of my uh, my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. It's good to hear. <laughs> um, thinking about these shows in terms of like uh, how long they run, so one of the unique things about the Commonweal, you know, is that we run for like four months or like three and a half months. Yeah. Um, coming from leading ladies, what what do you feel like you're you're learning over the course of a really extended run, and then what are you thinking? Uh, let's 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 have it be a two-part question, and then sort of like, is there anything that you learned from leading ladies that you can kind of apply to Drood as you're moving in from one rehearsal process and performance process into the next? Um, I don't know if this really quite answers the question, but it was the first thing that came into mind when you mentioned long runs and stuff. Um, I think that it's really interesting how whatever else is playing can not like necessarily in large ways, but can influence the other thing that's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and being in rep can do does that too. You know, it just you feel so much more, or I feel so much more uh, energy because in uh, Drood I'm bouncing off the walls a lot. <laughs> Tickets on sale. Come see Mystery Bedroom Drew. I bounce around a lot. Um, whereas in Leading Ladies, I do a lot less bouncing, uh, yeah. but not a, 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 not a non-zero amount of bouncing. Um, and it's... but So seeing those two at the same... Doing those two shows at the same time um, definitely feels to me like it's... It feels different than when I wasn't doing Drood and Leading Ladies. And not, I'm hoping that it's not on a, you know, a, a large-scale, huge, major character-shifty kind of way, but it feels different. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it feels a lot. It's fun. Yeah. I, lot. I, think, I think it's just natural, both in terms of, like, time. Like, time will help grow a thing, but also just that you're doing something else. You're a... You're a different person, you know, doing Drood as opposed to not doing Drood. And so yeah. you bring that with you into the, the show. And your characters 
are really different <laughs> in these shows. I mean, yeah. just for people who don't know, in uh, in Leading Ladies, you play uh, the minister. He's a very, you know, I don't know, stick in the mud. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to like, put any words, any descriptors in, the in your mind that very you don't have. stiff, uh, upright, law-abiding, yeah. uh, you know, very... We used a lot in rehearsal lawful good, aligned with like the the Dungeons and Dragons alignment chart. You know, yeah. it's a very lawful good. I'm not going to break the law, and I want to help people. Yeah. Um, and, and whereas with Drood, I'm this young. I don't even know how old this young child sort of yeah sort of seems like he's in over his head goofball <laughs> and yet doesn't realize any of it he just like has a smile kind of pasted on his face the whole time yeah he's having a good time doing whatever it is he doesn't know he's doing <laughs> uh, that's a good way of putting it yeah. so uh it's very it's fun to stretch to both sort of ends of that um that experience and see how doing both at the same time can, I don't know, livens up um, both performances. Yeah. Well, you, so on Saturday, you guys, I'll, I'll get back to you in a second, Tanner, but on Saturday, <laughs> you guys did uh, the two shows, you know, not back to back, but essentially back to back. You did one in the mm-hmm. afternoon, one in the evening. Yeah. Um, how was that in terms of like switching between those characters? Is it fun to do? Because you did Drood after Leading Ra- mm-hmm. Ladies, right? So is it fun to do uh, your sort of bouncier, goofier <laughs> character after? Or would you, you know, how, how was that? Um, for, it, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was more fun to do the, the more up, upbeat, more active character second. Um, because it, I'm, this is getting... A little personal. I'm a night owl. I like the evenings more. Mm-hmm. I am more awake the later in the day it gets. Um, not to say that I'm not awake for a matinee. It's still post-noon, so I am awake. <laughs> um, but it's easier for me to jump into a night show and be like, Oh, yeah, here we are. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, <laughs> when it's later in the day. Um, and I think if it were reversed... I would just be really tired for leading ladies, <laughs> which, which while at some moments in that play it may be an appropriate uh, piece of baggage to be carrying, uh, <laughs> largely there's not a whole lot of tiredness yeah, <laughs> that I fair. carry in that. So, <laughs> yeah. How about how about with you, Tanner? How about, how has it been in being in these two shows and the two different characters and kind of like. Things that you think maybe you can um, uh, bring from one thing into the next. Um, I think. Well, I'm really glad that uh, Drood on the on the two show days, Drood comes second, because <laughs> um, I think on the like I I was taken aback on the the first showing of of Drood from like our Thursday performances. It's like. Whoa! This is a lot. Like right now, <laughs> I, I was like, I just had my days off, and this is like now I'm here. It's it's like whiplash. <laughs> but, well, part of what just to like help people who haven't seen the show yet, like you're 
before you even the show even starts, mm-hmm. you're engaging with the audience. And yeah. When, when do you, you come out pretty? You guys both come out pretty early in the show, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Uh, I think that we come out about 10, 15 minutes before. Yep. Yeah. Before yeah. like the show begins, um, but like the show the show begins when we go out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the audience is larger, we'll come out a bit sooner, so we have more more time to interact with everyone. Oh. Um, but. Uh, yeah, there's like you step on stage and immediately you're on even before the show has started. It's yeah. big gut. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then going from, because in Drood we all have our music hall characters of the, of the, uh, the world of the play, and then the play within the play of those very like melodramatic, very, I don't know, like <laughs> larger than life characters. Um, <laughs> So it's a balancing those is is also a uh, a difficult but fun task. Um, though on the two show days, I'm glad that leading ladies comes first because okay. that does have more of a, a realistic base to it, and that's something I can. It, it's still like a. a a sparkling screwball comedy, but it's... <laughs> ah, someone's been reading our marketing. <laughs> Always be plugging. Uh, but, uh, oh, there goes my phone. Um, but uh, starting off from that place and, and warming up into the comedy uh, feels uh, feels just a lot more manageable. Um, mm-hmm. And then I can jump into Drood exponentially more easily than I could uh, just immediately going into Drew. Okay. I want to talk about uh, a couple of things here with Drew that I think the audience... I want to, like, peel the curtain back just a little bit for the audience. And um, so the two things that I I want to talk about... So the audience gets to vote in Drew, and that's, like, a huge part of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, they get to vote for several things, but one of the things they get to vote for is the murderer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they vote for the detective, the murderer, and then some lovers at the end. And uh, one of my favorite things that I have discovered about the show is that... uh, John has been tallying up all of the votes <laughs> for this. So he yep. keeps track. He, I was actually looking through, I don't know where you put it, but uh, I like flipped through them over there. And like it's just all freehand <laughs> written down of these the votes that everybody votes. Mm-hmm. And John has been making kind of an odds chart and mm-hmm. has discovered some very interesting <laughs> factoids about how our audience has been voting, which sort of fascinates me. So yeah. do you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, I absolutely. I'd love to talk about it. It's my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> um, so I have a... When I was told I was going to be in this show, I knew the show. Um, I hadn't been in it before, but I'd seen it before. Um, and so it? I saw it at... Uh, uh, Highland Summer Theater, which is a summer stock theater run out of Minnesota State University, okay. Mankato. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and it, a great show. I saw it. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I, so I knew that there would be voting and there'd be uh, things like that. And my role in Drood is I have less lines, less things to worry about with it. Um, so instantly I started thinking about the numbers of it, about <laughs> we're going to tally up a lot of individual people's votes for a lot of for particularly uh, the uh, the who done it who who is the murderer who is the uh, the criminal and uh, and so I just I knew I was going to be a part of that process because I'm generally not eligible to be 
voted on for that scenario. And so I knew I would be a part of it, and so I started thinking about recording it all and then keeping these statistics um, all organized in a wonderful spreadsheet that um, every night I just put in all of the votes because um, we, we do count them every single night backstage. <laughs> I get a bunch of pieces of paper and I tally them all up and I add up the tallies. That's our number. We have our, our big old murderer. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, I take those, I, I run them up and I tell the people I need to tell who it's going to be. Um, and then I sit down at my laptop, which I have sitting at my uh, little makeup station, and I put the numbers into my spreadsheet, which automatically updates the entire sheet yeah. to have, um, it tells us how many votes we took, it tells me the percentage of the vote that each person had, um, and then, what else is it? And then it uh, shifts the uh, percentages to odds to one. So uh, I think somebody currently has something like 38 to one odds of being of being the murderer based strictly on the idea of um, the odds that somebody will vote for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody will vote for them, then it's more likely for more people to vote for them. Yeah, essentially, like so one so out of every thirty-eight people is voting for this. Is going to vote for this person, which is crazy <laughs> that you've calculated all this. Yeah, it's also, I have to say, a beautiful spreadsheet. Like oh, it, yeah. it looks, it's I'm very it's, glorious. Yeah, it's, it's quite like, glorious. I'm, I love designing <laughs> spreadsheets. Now, the the actual input of information, I'm, I can kind of take or leave. I enjoy it, but like, that's not the important part to me. The important part is making it look nice. Um, and that may be the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's wonderful. I, I mean that not as a slight. Yeah. I mean that as a like, if it, you know, a, I'm, a beautiful I'm, thing. I'm here for it. If, it. if it's a spreadsheet that doesn't look nice, I, may, I have to make it look nice. Otherwise, I can't look at it. Um, and then I also have spreadsheets or different sheets in the same file for the lovers and the, the detective okay. as well. Um, those are a little bit easier because we don't have uh, specific numbered votes it's, for it. It's, it's, yeah, it's based on a different um, medium. Applause. applause. Medium. Yeah. Right, and, uh, and so we, I just put in, if they win, they get a, they get a one. If they lose, they get a zero. Um, and, you know, it updates automatically to be the likeliness that a person will yeah. be voted. But, like, even then, it's not necessarily about that person's likeliness it's like that night that person gave a performance that somehow they deemed worthy of being this and it's it's such a wild it's a pretty fascinating thing about drew like that's i think and i i do want to just hammer home this point you really get to vote in Drew. The audience yes. is oh, yeah. actually voting, and John is actually coming back here and tallying up all these things, yep. and that's what's so fun about it, is it really is a, you know, a, a new outcome, yeah. or can be a new outcome every night. Well, and, yeah. I, and I did the math as well to see there are ex- precisely 411 different <laughs> endings. That was math that I did to know the exact <laughs> number, because I know in a lot of our, our materials, we kept saying, oh, it has over 400 endings. And at first I said, there's no way that this show has over 400 endings. <laughs> um, and then I did the math, and it 411 possible endings to the show. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's, and it, ooh, ooh. But, 
So this segues kind of nicely into one of the other odd sort of quirks of the show, which is that it is truly you get to vote on who you want the murderer to be. And yet there was a string of recent dominance that happened <laughs> of what, like five or six in a row? I think it was five. Five yeah. in a row five shows row. where the audience voted as the, the, the criminal to be none other than Chris Sparkle, who is the minister who yeah. is played by... Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your take on this, Tanner? Do you have a reason as to why people are voting for you as as this, you know, the potential murderer of Edwin Drew? Well, I, you know, I certainly like to imagine it's because I'm very shifty and, <laughs> and suspicious. But I think it's it's also due to the uh, due a lot to the writing of of the piece. Like uh, Chris Barkle in particular is not like introduced. His music hall character isn't introduced oh, at all, yeah. and he's a one of the, if not the only person that that is the case for. Um, and uh, I, he doesn't really have a solo song before. Uh, the solo songs are able to be sung, <laughs> optionally. And yeah. um, I think his placement in the story is just... Uh, I hear one of the other ooh. castmates. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, the dog. Lucy, who just last, uh, last <laughs> night, or yesterday afternoon, received her first vote. Yeah. Somebody told me I would like to vote for Lucy, and uh, I took that vote. Awesome. It's now in the spreadsheet. Um, it's crazy. I didn't mean it up. I so just heard Lucy. Oh, no. yeah. it's, uh, she wanted to be on the podcast. Lucy so. needs time to shine. Yeah. She doesn't have enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's just uh, really wacky. It depends on uh, partially on what the what the audience is vibing with that night. The placement of uh, <laughs> ourselves in the lineup is... It just I'll, there are so many factors that can influence it. I think it's doubly important for people to come multiple times, so that way they can really try and deter what perhaps might be uh, the the quote unquote standard ending that um, we usually get. Wow, the current the more most likely ending is a is a Chris Sparkle. Uh, yeah, but even then, it's like there are other aspects that can be voted on that that does change how the show ends so yeah 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 okay. um do you in this in this string of dominance as i'll continue calling it <laughs> uh did you were you kind of like ah, i hope it's not me again or are you kind of like oh, i hope it is me were you like i want to keep the streak going <laughs> were you like oh the rest of the run all 45 shows part of my be. vanity wants that to be the case but i think mostly i just wanted uh I wanted myself to see other people be the murderer so I can just see what they do. Because myself, as a performer, I like to, you know, I like to be my own thing and make my own decisions, but I also like to see what other people do. And because that, uh, other people make smart decisions and you should watch them and listen to them. Uh, I think that's very important. Um, and so I was at that point that we uh, that the streak finally died i was ready for it to be uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's um, fair and uh, yeah so i'm i'm very happy for that but now it's like 
It's been a little while. Yeah. Kind of want to get like back at it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You kind of want to get back at it a little bit. I, I understand. I understand. That's fair. Uh, that's very funny. I, I'll be very curious to see how many different variations we get. Is that something you're tracking too? The, the variety I, of endings that we've gotten? I certainly can start. I haven't yet. Um, I would just be curious how. I we, think we've currently seen five endings, or maybe six. Okay. Um, out of the possible four hundred and eleven. Yeah. Total. Mm-hmm. And and so we're not going to see every ending to this show. Yeah. That we is, couldn't. We're we, not we cannot. That we're not running that many that many shows. Back by popular um, demand. <laughs> um, but it's that certainly would be relatively easy to track. Um, you know, it, it would take me probably 15 minutes sitting down at the spreadsheet to just make it a little section. Yeah. yeah. And I will now start that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad we, we came up with that here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other sort of fun thing, I think we kind of talked about the length of, of these runs, but uh, I'm, I'm curious about, like, uh, character growth through things. Like... As the show, so you're you're both like I think with leading ladies we're kind of like a month away basically like August what twenty seventh I think is yeah. August twenty seventh. Yeah. Leading me. ladies closes August twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so get your tickets now. Um, but I'm curious about how things like start because I know being in leading ladies like Jack is different now than he was at the beginning like i've I've grown i've changed i've like settled into some bits i mean some of it's just like the technical side of things where you're like okay this bit we've tightened this or tim and i have come off stage and been like how how do we make this funnier right we've you know Mm -hmm. sort of made it funnier but i'm curious with you guys how how it's been um having the because you have a lot of time to sit with the Mm -hmm. character so I'm just kind of yeah. curious if you have any sort of insights from your process on this on this part of thing, S- sitting at the beginning of a process and and sort of middle end of a process. Yeah. Um, so with leading ladies, I've gone from one end of where I thought Duncan could be to the other end, and I'm slowly settling into somewhere in between. Okay. Um, I on day one came in with this idea of this manic, uh, very, uh, uh, wild, stressed, uh, stressed man, just always stressed and who boy, he always in the middle of something, um, that he didn't want to be in the middle of, uh, whereas, and then I, I jumped in the opposite direction because I felt that more fit, what the show was wanting towards this very uh, neutral, very stiff, uh, you know, a wall that walks around on stage and exists to observe everything going on. Uh, And then, uh, particularly now that Drood has opened, uh, but like also towards the end of the rehearsal process, I started getting into this, okay, He's a wall, but maybe he's more like a statue. And, like, he's got life to him. Yeah. Like, but he doesn't, you know, have a whole lot of, you know, moving to him. He's very stationary in his thinking and in his his, his stiffness. But then 
you know, it, it's just over time has become, well, maybe now he's like clay that's about <laughs> to be fired in a kiln. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's that's, this, a, that's an interesting image you're you know, here. Yeah, yeah I, I like thinking fun. in pictures. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, it's like, it's still moldable, but like, it's stiff. It's yeah. it's hard. It's firm. It would take a lot to change him. Yeah. You know. But, okay. and a lot happens to him. And so he does <laughs> yeah. change from point A to point yeah. B. Uh, but it it takes a lot to to get him to change his views his his way in the world um and so i just think over time i i like the way that you said it you're settling into bits and it's settling into these ideas um and i think slowly but surely i'm finding those the the parts that really are more malleable Mm-hmm. And knowing when I can and can't test them um, through the performance. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think there are certain areas that are just like technically getting more proficient at things. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like I'm emotionally more aware of the character. And then also just that like element of like I get more comfortable. I just get yeah. more comfortable. I get more comfortable with the words. I get more comfortable with the people on stage, with yeah. the audience, you yeah. know how the audience is going to react in both of these shows. I mean, we're getting a ton of feedback from the audience, like constant feedback, either actually literally talking to them or, you know, laughter (laughs) and, you know, the pauses that need to happen and things like that. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's some good insight. I think into your character. How how about Butch? I know Butch is a little smaller in this part. Yeah. But I think, um, the, uh, where I began with Butch, like I think, I, I had some difficulty because I came into the show with like a preconceived notion of what a farce was. And I was like, this show is a farce, right? <laughs> <laughs> and through uh, the beginning of the rehearsal process and conversations with the director and what she wanted, um, it just like it, the, the idea of what a farce is just isn't really... Uh, within the world of this play. Like, the play is hilarious, but I, when I think, at least when I think of a farce, that's like door slamming, characters coming in and out, people yelling and screaming all the time, and there is definitely yelling and screaming in the movie <laughs> um, But it's it's still more a lot more grounded uh, than uh, perhaps the melodrama of, of a typical farce. Yeah. Um, and so I, I initially uh, struggled with that, but as I settled more into the uh, realistic aspects of the, of the play, um, then I, I began to find that truth in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Mystery of Edwin Drood, oh, I could just go wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the, it, it didn't really feel there were many... Uh, resistive elements about Drood for me. It was just, I could make a weird decision and uh, the director would be like, yes. Go weirder. Yeah, do it more. <laughs> I'm like, you got it. So it's just, that that show is also incredibly fun. They're, they're both uh, quite the joy to be in rep for. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to see how Drood grows over the course because yeah. you really are only like two weeks into it now. Oh, and yeah, you, yeah. you perform until... October. 
you know, middle of October, which is kind of crazy to think about. You're like, that's that's like <laughs> three months away. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 got a lot of room, a lot of a lot of things to play with, which is really fun. Uh, yeah, one of the things that I think, because Jackie and I work together, Jackie the director, uh, Jacqueline June Johnson, the director of Amazing. Uh, yeah, we work together a couple times, and one of the things I love, she always tries to root comedy in truth, and I think that's such a good thing to remind ourselves to get back to yeah. in like, especially longer runs, you know, something mm-hmm. that I feel like I deal with on a, a long run of leading ladies, like a show that... If it does sort of get a little stiff, get a little, you know, uh, cookie cutter, mm-hmm. then you can lose some of the charm and some of the fun of yeah. it. And you just always kind of try and, like, find your way back to that truth. Right. The uh, discoveries that you make as an actor within the character that you're playing are so, like, they're amazing when they happen right then. And then you can play with those discoveries, like, for a little while. And there does come a point where it's like, I've... I've played this discovery so often that it's like, I'm just doing it now. Right. And I'm not discovering it. I'm just doing it. I'm yeah. doing it I did it before. Yeah, I did all the mental work already. Now it's just I'm doing it. And it's, it's, it, there is a balance with keeping that uh, discovery that is so uh, true to the play um, and uh, not making it become a, a bland robotic thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like the the joy of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of longer running shows. The yeah. joy of it is like, oh, it's that's the puzzle. How do I keep it fresh? How do I always keep it fresh, even when it's like, ah, I'm tired and I've got another show today. <laughs> How do I keep it fresh? It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's always crazy to, to struggle with that. Anyway, uh, I just want to give you a chance to, if you have any closing thoughts for these people who are going to come see particularly drew leading ladies closes in a month so you got to come see leading ladies but anything that you know any final like fun little drudian sort of thing um that you want to share about this show hmm uh i I jump around a lot (laughs) and every time i do it it's all almost purpose for some sort of a reason. <laughs> Try and figure out why I'm jumping. <laughs> Come see John jump. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do in this show. Or uh, I do that and I make fun of Tanner's smelly cape. He sure uh, does. <laughs> smelly cape. Oh it's, it's, it's not smelly. It's, for a bit, it's smelly. No, it smells like peanut right butter. Now. It <laughs> smells like 20 year old peanut butter. <laughs> Um, but so there is that John jumps a lot. That is a, a delight to watch every time. <laughs> and I, I think one of the most important parts about Drew, if, if any of y'all are going to come see it, come see it, uh, <laughs> that the audience response is so important, like booing, cheering, hissing, just like throwing out the occasional word or whatever, like, yeah, like whatever you want. That keeps the play so alive and allows us to to play off of the audience. You know, you're not going to be called on stage or anything. It's like we're all relaxed here and we just (laughs) we all want to have a good time along with you. That's pretty fun. There aren't very many plays that you get to boo and hiss anymore. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> it's like you can, but it would be me. <laughs> Very mean and rude. This <laughs> show, not so much. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming and talking to me. Yeah, this of is course. A good podcast. I really enjoyed. 
talking with you. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much for listening. Leading Ladies closes on August 27th, so don't miss that. And The Mystery of Edwin Drood runs through October 29th, so get your tickets now while you can. You can find up-to-date information about all of our shows, everything going on here at the Commonweal. You can buy tickets, gift certificates, whatever you want, all online at commonwealtheater.org. Once again, that's commonwealtheater.org. Or just give our box office a call at 800-657-7025. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.